so we have a, a bunch of stuff coming up uh, this hour, including more uh, more details on the <laughs> smash and grab situation that's going on across the country. Really well. Really well in San Francisco. The the pushback against yeah, it? Yeah, they've gotten right on top of it. We'll tell you about that in a few minutes because uh, it's pretty well fixed. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. I, I, also, mm-hmm. a, a controversy with actress Kristen Bell. Really? Yes. She the she did something terrible. person from the... Is it Enterprise commercials? I don't know what commercials <laughs> she's in. She, she's, she's an actress, though. She's yeah, she's been famous. in movies and she's yeah, married to a Dax, Dax Shepard. Shepard. Dax Shepard, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Not Dak, but Dax. Dax Shepard. Mm-hmm. So, just mm-hmm. in case you were thinking it was Dak, which is a name. No, that's... It's Dax, which is also a name. Mm-hmm. Both, a name both I'm are, seeing a lot more lately. Both are names. Yeah. All right. We'll get to that and lots more. Come on. On the radio. Broadcast. Show. The program. Coming up. What you are about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today on this uh, Thanksgiving Eve, featuring Pat Gray and Stuber Gear, we've been reunited, and it feels so good. Because, see, we used to do a show uh, together. It's called Pat's too. And we also did and this we show together. And we also yes. did this show together. And we uh, still do. You're on most days uh, yes. on the program, uh, making an appearance, as well as doing your own program, Pat Gray Unleashed, right here on Blaze TV. Yeah. And then you seem to do a, a show of your own as well uh, at night. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Stu Does America, both available, uh, by the way, on podcast as well. Right. Make sure to subscribe and check them out. Uh, good news coming up about the smash and grab situation going on in, in San Francisco and all over California. Um, uh, problem is almost solved now. Uh, so we'll get to that uh, coming up in about 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Black Friday is one of the biggest shopping days and one of the biggest opportunities for scammers. Some of the most common scams include buying a gift online that never arrives, sellers demanding payment with gift cards, fake shopping websites, and fake delivery notifications. Honestly, all these cyber criminals are so industrious that the, you know, if they honestly just get a regular job, they'd probably be amazing contributors to society. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not the way this goes. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the internet. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity th- threats, and they will send you an alert if they see one. Uh, plus, you'll have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. It's much better than in the old days where you were pretty much on your own. Now you can have help. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can keep what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Kind of a frustrating uh, situation in san francisco a san francisco retailer is calling crime in the city atrocious after thieves recently targeted luxury retailers and other stores with mass looting over a period of days gump's owner uh john chakis joined fox news and and talked about the crime wave and he said my concern as a business person is 
you don't have a functioning environment anymore. When you have people outside of the city who are afraid to come to the city because of rampant crime and grit and filth. I Man, I, I don't know how he can say that when the problem is virtually solved. Um, really? We, yeah, we told you the story about, I mean, he was talking about an incident, I think, at, the, at one of the malls, one of the really nice malls in the area, in the Bay Area, where like 30 or 40 people came in. And then there was the Nordstrom situation where 80 to 100 people pulled up in 20 different cars and all rushed into Nordstrom. And, and they had their license plates of, covered. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Took handfuls of things and then all left. They've already caught three of them. Three. Three of, of the, the looters. Of they the caught how many? Three. Three of what? Uh, uh, 80 to 100. So in approximately three to five percent. <laughs> yes. Are behind bars right now. And uh, so problem solved. Now, they'll probably be immediately released once they are I'm sure they in. will. Because in San Francisco, I mean, <laughs> think about what's going on there. You've got the... He talks about the filth because you've got the piles of human waste on the streets and sidewalks that we've talked about before. It's so bad that they're paying people $180,000 a year to go around and clean up the human poop on the streets and sidewalks. It's a pretty good gig if you can get it. No, it's Except not. Except for the Pat. ickiness of it. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it? You wouldn't no. do the 100 No. Yeah. No. I wouldn't either. No, thank I you. I wouldn't either. Uh, you know, it's it's fascinating to watch this happen. I mean, cities like this. San Francisco's a great city, too. It's a beautiful... It, it, it used it to be. be. It could be. It used to be a beautiful city that was fun to go to, and there's a lot to do there, and there's a lot to see, and it was, it was just a nice environment. Now, you got the human feces, you got the homeless overrunning the city, the mass theft going on where people are just afraid for their lives, and couple that... With the fact that San Francisco has laws that enable all of this stuff. Yeah. That they, they said that, you know, theft isn't going to be prosecuted if it's under $1,000. Incredible. So you've emboldened all of these people to pull off these kinds of thefts. And I mean, some of them are winding up with much more than $1,000 uh, worth of stuff as they rush out of these uh stores especially like they're going to like louis vuitton where yeah. one bag yeah. is worth much more than more than that dollars uh last time the super bowl was held in san francisco we were both out there uh, for it to cover and, and stuff and it was sad and it was uh it was, was that 2016 february 7th 2016 yeah. it was yeah. the the game where uh, the broncos beat the panthers peyton manning's last game mm. and walking around the city First of all, it's a beautiful city if, if it is. Uh, in many places, and mm-hmm. it's really a cool place to go. Um, however, I smelled things that oh, I will never gosh. forget. Yeah, I, and, I, and we saw things that I'll never forget. Yes, it's really bad. And this was years ago now. That's five right. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost six. And we were staying... I don't. I don't know if you're. You weren't staying at the same you, places yeah. as we were, but we were staying in um, one of Nicholas Cage's <laughs> old homes. That's right. And we were told it was like a seventeen million dollar place, and it was nice. It was nice. I mean, it wouldn't be seventeen million in Texas, hmm. but <laughs> in San Francisco, it, apparently it was. So anyway, he's in a beautiful neighborhood. It's really nice with beautiful homes, million dollar plus homes, and there was feces all over the sidewalks near there. Just down the street from Nicholas Cage's home, piles of 
Now, we should point out industry. that it was Nicolas Cage who provided it. Um, but <laughs> no, the no, yeah, that's yeah, not okay. <laughs> That's a whole nother story, though. Uh, a, oh, I wasn't going to go thing. there. But no, uh, it's it, it's true. It's all <laughs> over the place. And remember, this is an area. The reason why I bring up the Super Bowl is because the NFL has a way of managing the areas around their Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. You, they put a lot of resources. They put a lot of pressure. They got a lot of power to make sure yeah. an area is cleaned up. As yeah. good as it can possibly be cleaned up around the facilities where all of these people flying in from all over the world are walking around. As it was put in the movie Concussion. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the movie Concussion? I, I did not. I've <laughs> this, read a lot. This is an entity that owns a day of the week. Yeah, they did. No, That's they how didn't. powerful they are. That's they, not true. They own a day of the week. They don't. Um, <laughs> kind and, of own Sunday. And for some. Sort of. Yeah, in some, ways. Do. in some ways, mm-hmm. in some ways. However, I will, we can get into that argument another time. I'm, yeah. a, I'm highly skeptical of it. But beyond beyond all of this, it, it shows that it's impossible to to keep all of this in line, mm-hmm. right? San Francisco smelled like San Francisco smelled even when the Super Bowl was there. And that was five years ago. With all the resources applied to it. It's worse now. I'm sure, much worse. Um, San Francisco is, is a book that Michael Schellenberger wrote. I gotta read that. You gotta read it. You gotta have him on. Um, it's a book that he wrote about how liberal um, cities get ruined by progressives. Or, mm. you know, and it's funny, this is the Jeez. second time we've brought him up today. We were talking about him. He also wrote a book about the climate and all kind of the alarmism around that. Again, this guy's not a hardcore no, liberal. He's actually but, but conservative. He is, I mean, he's me. on the left of the spectrum. Yes. For sure. He's a liberal. Yep. Uh, and he used to be a hardcore mm-hmm. climate activist. And I think still pretty much is. He just wants to clear up some of the lies that are being told yeah don't panic yeah uh, essentially and for yes. a lot of these things understand what the real threat is and try to deal with reality rather than this bizarre cartoon they keep trying to paint for us he's not for the fear-mongering that's right. going on the uh, in some ways the opposite is true in san francisco the book he wrote which is he's saying like wait a minute this is a problem mm. this isn't something we should blow off you know he talks about how uh, you know um drug legalization you, know, you talk about this this idea of drug decriminalization mm-hmm. and you hear about places like portugal that have done it with some success and we should just do that here that's what the argument always is so he he decided to go and talk to the the people who head up the drug program in i love portugal. that about him that's yeah. what he does yeah he he did the same thing with the climate people he went to the people who supposedly said these outrageous things mm-hmm. and it turned out they didn't say these outrageous things right and so he talked to uh, the people who are running that whole thing in P- Portugal. He talked to people all over the continent of Europe uh, who are running these programs that American activists say their ideas are based on. We should just do what Portugal's doing, right? And he talked to them, and, and one of the things he not- he identified as a real problem in San Francisco and other uh, big progressive cities is that we've now taken away all consequence. So if you want to steal less yeah. than $1,000, you go ahead. Go ahead. If you want to uh, put a tent up in a public place and block people walking. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just live there. Tent city, fine. And every once in a while, attack the people walking by. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. We're do not going to do anything about and it. And we'll release you immediately. We, we've spent a ton of time this week talking about this guy in Wisconsin that ran all over all of these people at the parade who I have it right here, Pat. This is it. The 50 pages? 50 pages. This is before the parade. 50 pages. Jeez. 
of charges on this guy since oh gosh, 1999. 50 pages, including tier two sexual uh, assault of, of a minor, um, which he admits to have do- doing. He just didn't know she was 16, Pat. Of course, this happens all the time to people. Right. He didn't know. Well, she looked maybe 16 and a half, 17. Or maybe uh, 15. Or maybe 15, just not we, we, 16. He didn't we know really that. specify <laughs> which way he was going on that. So, uh, you know, and they they take... They took in this guy uh, because he ran over with the same vehicle you saw speeding by in the videos. He ran mm-hmm. over his baby mama and left a tire track on her leg. Oh, my gosh. Literally in the Jeez. report, it says a tire track was seen mm. on her left pant leg. He ran over a woman intentionally three weeks ago and then was released on a thousand dollars bond. And so this is happening all over the country, and he identifies a million different um, uh, areas where this is occurring. But he talked to the guy in, in, I think it was Portugal, and he said, hey, like, what happens if someone is caught doing drugs? Like, what, what's, what happens here? You guys decriminalize it. Do they just, just release them immediately? How does that work? He said, no. They are forced to go into a treatment program, or they go to jail. Mm. So mm-hmm. there, they are giving a choice to treatment, to therapy, to uh, real consequences, or they go to prison just like the evil conservatives want it to be done here, supposedly. Now, are, who pays for the the state? Does the state, state pay pays for, for the yes. for the treatment? Yeah, the state pays for it. And okay. you know, he uh, talks about this with mental health as well, where mm-hmm. you know people get they have major mental health problems. They get released over and over and over and over and over again, and out into the street. You know, they give them, they might give them medication for a couple of days, stabilize them, and then release them again. I'm like, well, what good does this do? And it makes, mm-hmm. makes these cities impossible to deal with right. for regular people who just want to frequent a small business, for example. It's really interesting because two New York Times journalists, have you read this story? You read about that? You see this? <laughs> I did not, Jay you Leto. You see this in the paper, did um, Two New York Times journalists set out to... To prove that blue states do better than red states. Oh, yeah. This is amazing. And they found the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Much to their surprise and chagrin. Uh, they set out to explore what happens when Democrats control all of the levels of power in a state and local government across the country. And they were shocked. I mean, they could have just called us. We would have told them. <laughs> right. I mean, come yeah. on. it's not. This is not brain surgery here. But they discovered blue states not red states are the problem had better income inequality numbers yes um, had all you know all sorts of different measures and it was interesting because the video which is a must watch it's a 15 minute video and i would say it's a must from these watch two? yeah from these two guys uh, yeah. for the new york times and it really is incredible but what you when you really look at it what they're arguing for essentially is for more like aoc based policies they're saying they don't they don't put their money where their mouth is, essentially. They say they yeah, want equality. They're hypocritical is what they're criticizing them on. Mm-hmm. They say they want equality, but they won't let poor people move into their neighborhoods. It's that type of stuff. It's and it's all true. I mean, yeah. I, I, without question, it's true. But what they, yeah, they say liberal hypocrisy, not Republican opposition, is fueling American inequality. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, you seriously, if you have not seen this video yet, we'll tweet I, I it out. I want to see that. Yeah. At Stu Does America. We'll, we'll make sure we, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll send that out here if we can here soon. But it really is an incredible piece. And I, I can't believe the New York Times actually I, I was blown it. away when I saw the article. I could, 
what is going on at the New York Times? It's a little fairness and common sense and, I don't know, some actual journalism? Yeah, it's the type of thing you'd huh. hear from from us on our <laughs> yes. side. Like, hey, we, yes. you, know, you keep saying you're pro, uh, pro-free pro market, but look at X, Y, and Z, what you're doing. Uh, it, we talk about that stuff all the time. And, mm-hmm. and look, it's, it's important for that to be pointed out. Their solutions probably would not be the solutions we would choose. But just noting their hypocrisy is such a massive step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see. It really is. 888-727-BECK. Every day in this country, the left is doing its best to make sure the next generation of kids, that's your kids, your grandkids, that they don't know where they came from. They don't understand liberty and American exceptionalism. That's what we are fighting every single day. The left's bad ideas with the good ideas, but who's teaching the good ideas? This is precisely what the Tuttle Twins books do. They teach your kids and your grandkids about American values in a fun and interesting way. The books are incredibly important to share with your kids or your grandkids. You can even read them yourself while you're at it. I've learned a few things. The Tuttle Twins books. I love them. My kids love them. Grandkids love them. Tuttle Twins having a Black Friday sale right now. The biggest deal they've ever done. It includes the kids books, activity books, audio books, guide books, parent guides, all for 75% off the normal price. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Access a special deal now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. A whopping 75% off. Fat and Stew for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. This is interesting. Just to put a fine point on the two New York Times journalists who went out to prove that blue states do better than red and found the exact opposite. Uh, They write, blue states are where the housing crisis is located. Blue states are where the disparities in education funding are the most dramatic. Blue states are the places where tens of thousands of homeless people are living on the streets. Blue states are the places where economic inequality is increasing most quickly in this country. This is not a problem of not doing well enough. It is a situation where blue states are the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fascinating. That's mm-hmm. fascinating. It come from the New York Times. It, it didn't come from Fox News or yeah. the Wall Street Journal. It's it, it's the New York Times. One of the things they talk about is education, and you hear this all the time. What you know, evil conservatives want school choice. They don't. They don't want inner city kids to get any any any, any sort decent of education, education right? at all. What they find, of course, is that in red states, the situa- it's much better. And in blue states, it's really where the problem is. And when they control everything, it gets really bad. One of the areas they identify as a major problem is in Chicago. And they talk about the way these schools are funded. Now, if you were to take all of the money in Chicago from all the people, all the taxes, from all these you know million-dollar apartments and all of those things, and pull it all together and then distribute it evenly based on population, you would have much higher quality schools in low-income areas. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, what they do in Chicago instead is take the areas where the multi-million dollar apartments lie, take those taxes and keep them in the exact same community. Jeez. Instead of distributing it to low-income communities, they make giant you've talked about this problem um in in states all across the country pat before where you know these high schools now have like multiple arboretums yeah um 
Yes. <laughs> it's like they just spend and spend and spend. Beautiful stadiums, beautiful pools, beautiful uh-huh. gyms, all this. And then there's right down the street, a mile or two away in Chicago, is a dilapidated school where it's probably unhealthy for the kids to even be inside. God only knows what they're being taught in these places. Uh, but, you know, the, even mm-hmm. the structure of the school is bad. Now, these for some reason, these multimillionaires that all vote blue in Chicago don't want their tax dollars going to lower income communities that are still inside Chicago. I'm not talking about Mm. sending it halfway across the country, halfway across Mm -hmm. the state, in their own cities. They'd rather have a nicer pool in their kid's school than they would have uh, even mildly decent accommodations for lower income people. Surprise! You mean they're in it for themselves? Shocking. It's a shocking development. They're selfish pigs in many cases? shocking now it is stunning that it's just and it, they pointed wow. out as if it's just it, they just highlight the hypocrisy right of it. and it, of course not the that they're just bad real. policies to begin with right and it, you know there's all sorts of problems with this long term but this is an amazing thing to see from the new york times and it's important to see from the new york times you know i've, I've made this i've mentioned this quote two times this week already where the new york times noted that there have been no documented cases of outdoor transmission of COVID outside of close uh, conversation in in the entire world since the beginning of the pandemic. Now I can say that. It's incredible. That's a, that's an amazing stat. It's an amazing stat. It's something that I could say, but they quoted a scientist saying it in the New York times and it, you know, gathers a lot more credibility than just some, you know, dope on the radio mentioning it. Mm -hmm. And while uh, the Times can still do good work, and sometimes they do, actually. I mean, they have a lot more on the resource side than, you know, anybody else. So they can do all sorts of things that are good. Usually mm-hmm. they apply it towards e-fill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they could do real good with it, and sometimes they do, and this video is an example of it. I gotta see that. I gotta watch mm-hmm. the whole thing, because the article is stunning. I-, I bet the video is even more amazing. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There are a lot of great things about climbing up into your 50s. You're allowed to wear socks and sandals and nobody bats an eye. That's always important. It's easier to trick the wait staff at Denny's to give you the senior discount. Uh, and of course, you finally get to uh, join one of those benefit groups you've heard about. Now, there are several you could join, but I recommend AMAC. It's the Association of Mature American Citizens, and it's over 2 million members strong and counting. The benefits are amazing. Things like insurance discounts, a roadside assistance program, a members-only credit card, travel benefits, uh, phone plans, dental plans, auto loans. They have all, everything you could need. But even more important is their advocacy. Uh, AMAC members have played a significant role in stopping the passage of House Resolution 1, the Pelosi federal takeover of uh, all election, election legislation. That would be a catastrophe if it went through. And they're going to be asked to do the same to stop Senate passage of House Resolution 4, another terrible bill trying to establish federal control of all elections. So join AMAC for the advocacy, benefits, and information. But most importantly, join because America needs you. Join today at amac.us slash beck, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash beck. It's amac.us slash beck. You know what? Christmas is right around the corner. Use the promo code GLEN20 to get 20% off Blaze merch at shop.blazemedia.com. I'm Pat, that's Stu, and together 
We are Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program today. Uh, here's how bad things are economically in, in this country. Even though, you know, President Braindead is claiming, oh, it's really, the economy's way better than it was. The other people who were here left it really bad, but we've made it really good. The good thing about inflation is sometimes you get more money from your employer. Really? Is that a thing? Yeah, because I remember seeing the stat of this. It was something like uh, pay is up 4.6% and the cost of living is up 26%. So, yes. (laughs) So, that's really nicely compensating for it. We're coming out ahead on that, I think. Yeah, we're doing well. I'm not good at math, but I think we're coming out ahead. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so. If Uh, If you reverse those numbers, it looks really good. And then you got the empty store shelves, and then you got the high gas prices, and then you have the fact that nobody can get employees enough to do their business the way they want to do it and for the amount of hours they want to do it. Uh, I was I had lunch at Taco Bell. This might surprise some people because I'm such a healthy eater. I think this will blow people's minds. <laughs> Yesterday, you know, on a lark. Just because I hadn't done it in so long. Was that salad place you always go to closed? No. No, that's what makes it so unusual. I made a choice to go to Taco Bell yesterday. Hmm. And that's the first time I've done that since last week. Wow. Yeah. The entire week you went without Taco Bell until you went to Taco Bell. Last week. I don't think, were you a zygote last week? Yeah. Now, yeah. it's much more recent, of course, than when the guy in Wisconsin ran over his baby mama. Um, right. That was only three, that was three weeks ago. So it's more okay, so recent than more that. More recent than that. Yes. Okay. Yes. But still, mm-hmm. a way long time ago mm-hmm. in Pat eating at Taco Bell years. Yes. Uh, it was about 17 years right. on that scale. <laughs> so anyway, I pull up and I, I'm seeing the sign, and they got like a million signs from mask wearing to uh, I lost dogs. I don't know, but the most prominent sign. <laughs> lost dogs? <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't the Ikero yeah. Taco Bell dog, was it? No. No, okay. No, good. it was not. Hmm. So in the middle of all this is this big bright sign that says, hiring now. <laughs> Work today. Get paid today. Daily income. And I thought, what? You're paying, you're paying wow. people daily. So, like at the end of the day, you get your. I don't know if you're working it, and they said up to fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, well, it was fourteen ninety five actually. So, if you work eight hours that day, they're going to pay you, you know, one hundred and twenty five dollars or whatever that amounts to in my head. Uh, so, you, I guess they just dole that out every single day. They're, that's how. Wow desperate they are for employees just right now. show up today show up today we'll give you gold bullion uh <laughs> everybody who signs up today gets a a cadillac escalade oh okay i mean it's really amazing it is i'm surprised you're not really paying in bitcoin yet that, that make this whole process even they probably easier are at some places it's really incredible <laughs> and i will say this if this country and this government has one clearly defined constitutional role it's making sure we have guaranteed access to Taco Bell. Thank you. If they start closing down because they yes. can't get employees. It's not worth living. Revolution. Frankly, yes. Revolution in this yes. country. Uh, it was Thomas Jefferson who said that the tree of liberty <laughs> is watered on a daily basis when Taco Bell is in danger. Yeah. The tree of liberty is watered by nacho yeah. cheese. Right. Was, was the title of the essay. <laughs> 
And he was right. And he was right. He I, was right. Again, they can pull him out of the, 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 the city hall in New York City all you want, but he was right on that one. He was. You know, I, yeah. you know we could say he was wrong on other things, but he was right on that. It's, it's amazing. I, you know, I went to a sports bar. Uh, this is now a few, um, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, and we kept trying to go to the same sports bar with my son. It was always jam-packed, and then we couldn't get in. And, you know, I tried to put in the, it, it, I was just craving this one, <laughs> this one thing there. And they had, uh, they have, um, they had uh, closed uh, the, the reservations. I couldn't even get in past, I don't remember what the time was, like 830. I'm like, well, it's a sports bar. Obviously, the sporting event was still on till 11. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in. Uh, and so eventually we got in because we went in super early, like, you know, a couple weeks later. And I asked the guy, like, what is going on? I, we couldn't get any reservation. He goes, well, the reason is uh, we're closing at 9 p.m. Oh, because they don't have the employees to keep going? Yeah, because yeah. they can only do one shift a day. Yeah. So they have to combine lunch and dinner. And Crazy. so they just close at night. Again, it's a sports bar. There's an NFL game on. Yeah. And they just have to close. And that's in Texas? In Texas. And that's a year and a half into this pandemic. It's incredible. Uh, uh, wow. When will this ever end? I don't know. I mean, it's it's slower than you'd want. Again, we, we've mentioned mm. this this week and that we have seen improvements in some areas. You know, certainly a lot yeah. of the restrictions have lifted. If you're in a red state, it probably feels like normal. I will say this to me at this point in when it comes to pandemic restrictions, it just feels like normal life now. And it has for yeah, a long time here. It does. With the exception of what we're talking about right yeah. now just yeah, the that's, hiring that's situation different. i don't, that's I don't not know if that's rest- pure pandemic stuff right i think it's associated with the pandemic but i'm saying restriction wise like <clears throat> I, yes restriction wise out in texas over. I, don't, I don't know if this is like sometimes i say this to my friends and they sound like it sounds like a, like a foreign planet but <laughs> let me explain to you what it's like in texas right now when you want to do something you do it uh-huh that's the whole story <laughs> you just do whatever you want whenever you want yeah but after the mayor okays it right no. you gotta call him no no the only difference is i would say pat huh. and tell me if you can think of anything else if you travel on a plane you yeah. have to of course put yes. on the mask and you have all that stuff but that's you know a little bit separate obviously than the state policy and there are there's some number of businesses in which people are still wearing masks it depends on where you go like it seems like the corporate owned companies still have maybe a mask mandate as a corporate policy and so their employees are wearing them not the not the people walking in which is of course completely absurd mm-hmm. but they are they are doing that a little bit here and there i mean less than 50 percent wow. of places though i would say yeah and, you know you still have occasional straggler people who are wearing them because they choose to wear them but i mean that's basically the only difference indoor events mm-hmm. packed houses mm-hmm. all just normal and has been normal for a long time yeah at at times we've done this show and i have felt weird about it because i can't relate to you and your weird world you're living in in california Mm -hmm. i don't know i remember it from march of 2020 completely different yeah totally different Mm -hmm. and so those restrictions that still apply in some of these areas are just strange you know uh, to me honestly it seems like a foreign uh, foreign country um and what has developed around the country is a sort of two-tiered society where you live in a blue state with all these restrictions and you have to live a life designated to you by the state where you're in Texas, you're in Florida, you're in Arizona, largely, generally speaking, you don't deal with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And what has happened in this time period, which has now lasted you know, close to two years, has been people flocking from California, from New York, from Illinois, from Michigan, from a lot of these northern states and blue states to places like Texas, to places like Arizona, to places like Florida. Um, and that has, you know, people only have so much patience for this. As mm-hmm. Joe Biden once bravely said, our patience is running thin. And that is what the American people mm-hmm. have said. There's an, I mean, we've been, this is like the, this, this hour brought to you by the New York Times, which has decided to run two or three rational pieces in the last six years. And they're all hitting us today. This is today an opinion piece in the New York Times entitled everyone's moving to texas here's why how on earth this is running in the new york times i don't know but here it is and now they of course identify strange i would argue strange criteria as to why you would uh, move uh, including um you know obviously things like jobs are a big uh, big concern Mm -hmm. Um, also lower climate risks in Texas, okay. there's lower but, but that, climate risk? Yeah, that, that apparently does. <laughs> okay. Well, huh. um, the, uh, well, this is my favorite one, though. Racial diversity. Now, I find it to be somewhat racist to pick a place to live based on racial diversity. If you are mm-hmm. making a decision based on skin color, you are doing life wrong. Okay? Yeah. Don't make decisions based on skin color ever mm-hmm. in your entire life. If you are making decisions based on skin color, whether you're saying, I want to live next to all white people, or I don't want to live next to all white people, you're doing life wrong. You should choose based on other metrics. Mm -hmm. However, racial diversity is interesting. Would you like me to give you the top cities in America for racial diversity, according to the New York Times? Yes. I will start at the bottom of the list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They got the top seven for some reason. Number seven. Mm Mm-hmm. Richardson, Texas, right okay. nearby us. Actually. Yes, that's in the right. Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Yes, number six. Okay. Do you have a, a you know drum or something? You know I, you a do. little Is drum roll would make it a little more dramatic, yes. wouldn't it? Number six. Carrollton, Texas, which is <laughs> okay, which is also the right. DFW Metroplex. Yeah, right down the street, basically. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, number five is. Uh. Elk Grove, California. So California makes the list at number five. Okay. Let me give it a little fanfare. Number five? California slipped in at number five. I I think that's great. The number four most diverse city in America, according to the New York Times. Yes. Frisco, Texas. Oh, my gosh. Which is also right down the road from where we're sitting. Wow. Hmm. Okay. The number three most diverse city in America, according to the New York Times. Uh McKinney, Texas. (laughs) Which is right next to Frisco. Right next to Frisco. Right next to Frisco. 45 minutes away from where we're we're sitting. However. All right. Oh, boy. We're going to change it up. Okay. We're going to change it up. The number two most diverse city in America is. Yes. Uh, wait a minute. Hang on. I got it. <laughs> Why did you just drum? Why did it take you so long? Number two most diverse city in America, according to the New York Times, is uh? Irving, Texas, which is where we're sitting right now. Yeah. Irving, yeah. Texas. I like it. Fascinating uh, part about this is for some reason, 
The Blaze, a white supremacist network, chose to locate themselves in the most diverse most, city in America, or second most second. diverse city in America. I think we have an actual even split, don't we? Of the, I think it's 25% black, 25% Hispanic, 25% Asian and other, and 25% uh, white. white. Mm-hmm. I believe that is the, the uh, yeah. breakout of Irving, it's Texas. It's like a perfectly diverse mix it's in It's weird how we have chosen to go to a place surrounded, by Isn't the way, it? also by Richardson, Carrollton, Frisco, McKinney, Irving. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and the blaze decided That's to amazing where is, is that the same is that true with all the other major media <laughs> networks you know i don't think so no no because i don't see i don't believe it is i don't see anywhere where the new york times is or atlanta where cnn is that says that's the most diverse okay number so one. number number one most to diverse review. place number seven richardson texas number six Carrollton, texas number five elk grove california number four frisco texas frisco. number three mckinney texas McKinney. number two irving texas irving. and the number one the most number diverse one. city in america according to the new york times yes is plano texas <laughs> right next to frisco which is right next to mckinney which is right which next is sort to of close to irving and Carrollton and, and richardson and richardson and wow isn't that incredible that's Incredible. We are told, wow, once again, that Texas, red states, they hate their diversity, yet six mm. of the top seven most diverse cities in America, according to the New York Times, are within, That's we so could be there weird. and have Taco Bell in one of these cities within 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. Almost Amazing. all of them. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, they also have affordability, which... Uh, which, do we do well in that too? Yes, I, you're I mean, going to be shocked to hear. The yeah. other place that seems to do well, actually, in these um, measures is Minnesota. Um, huh. Number seven is a Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Number six, Mesquite, Texas. Number five, Grand Prairie, Texas, right down the road. Number four, Arlington, Texas, right down the Jeez. road. Then Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Then number uh, two, mm-hmm. a most affordable city in America, Euless, Texas, which is right down the road. Yep. And then Garland, Texas, which is number one. Again, all those Texas sites are within the DFW Metroplex. All close. Amazing. Pretty incredible. And so they got, you know, it's interesting that they note, of course, they note that there's political issues. They don't, they don't like the abortion law, of course. Uh, But there are things like Mm -hmm. that, that they complain about. Um, They say, you know, transgender rights are bad. And yeah, we don't allow uh, boys to go into girls' bathrooms as a rule, unless you're at Target. They're fine with it there. (laughs) Totally fine there. They love it. They encourage it at Target. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is honoring America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage-free homes this year. In a moving tribute to the fallen, the Foundation's chairman and CEO walked from the Pentagon to Shanksville and on to Ground Zero, more than 500 miles through six states in six weeks. The foundation brought Towers of Light back to the Pentagon and Shanksville Memorials in remembrance. And in a first for the nation, the foundation read aloud the names of those who lost their lives to 9-11-related illness. On Veterans Day, another first. The foundation is reading aloud the names of people lost in the war on terror. The foundation is also giving away a home a day through the holidays this year in its season of hope. Do good and help America to never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 
Um, so Aaron Rodgers, who had COVID recently, mm-hmm. does seem to have the COVID toe. What? What the the COVID toe? <laughs> COVID toe. What it's is a, what is COVID toe? COVID? I'm not familiar with COVID toe. You know, people talk a lot about some of the side effects. I, I of, didn't realize this was a possibility. Now I'm going to I'm going to get the vaccine <laughs> right after this show ends. Apparently, it's very painful. <laughs> what is? It's it's a real thing. Huh. Uh, and Rogers, who obviously did not take the vaccine, um, right? Uh, but he has it, and he says he has it. No lingering effects other than COVID toe. It's a name for something. <laughs> Uh, something you know, <laughs> medically known as perineo, which is a condition that causes symptoms such as discoloration and lesions. It could be extremely what? painful, and then the to- toes turn purple. Okay, that is weird. Purple toe, COVID toe. You is, don't want it. No, stay you away don't. from the COVID toe. COVID toe. Can you lose your toe as a result of it? Do we know? I don't know, but he's on my fantasy team, so I do want to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a happy Thanksgiving. We will see you again this Monday. Is the Glenn